This is the Salt Company National Podcast, a resource for college students on mission for Jesus. Guys, welcome back to the Salt Company National Podcast, and it is a big week. Uh, for us this weekend is the conference. Courtney, Stephen, how are we feeling going into this weekend? Dude, I am so excited. I try to get lots of rest this week. I try to go to bed early and pound emergency, take all my vitamins. Maybe that's talking more about my age, but I just want to be healthy so that I can have so much fun. Oh my gosh, Stephen! How are you feeling, bro? Man, I am so ready to lose my voice and lose a ton of ma- a ton of sleep here at this conference. So I'm stoked, Zach. It's gonna be. Great. How are you feeling, man? Oh, I'm pumped. I'm I'm more, I'm excited for this weekend, but I'm excited for today because today <gasps> we have a very special guest on the podcast. Really, really a hero of mine. You want to know why this guy is a hero uh, of mine? Because it takes a man of faith. Okay, Mm. to go to the city that this guy has gone to. It takes a man of courage to plant Mm. a church in a city where the presence of God is far from. Not a lot of Christians in this place. We have David Livingston from Treeline Church in Ann Arbor. David, how are we feeling today? Feeling great. I love uh, (laughs) that. I appreciate that. What an intro. Yeah, thank you. David, I I, uh, I get paid to hate you guys, so uh, it's super excited you're on on the podcast. And uh, uh, David, okay, so David, where are you? Uh, 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 what are you doing? Uh, I guess, wh- where's your church that you, you planted? Yeah, well, you said it, man. It's in, uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. So yeah, we, we planted here in the fall in Ann Arbor and that's where we're at. Yeah. I could never be that disrespectful, Zach, because David was my boss for a mm. short little jaunt in, in David's, uh, time with salt company. The first time he was a salt company director, I was, you know, his, a ministry lead. I'm sure so. you're the greatest employee David's ever had. Oh, he doesn't even need to answer. He's smiling <laughs> hey. and nodding and pumping his yeah, arms sure. right now. Core was great. Core was great. Yeah. David, for the record, I, and, and all my Michigan fans listening, we love you guys. I get paid as a Spartan to hate the Wolverines. And so I am super excited. I know there are believers in that city. I know God has sent you there for a reason. And so, hey, I'm excited for, for having me on the podcast, David. Excited. So you're one of our speakers this weekend. Yeah. And, uh, uh, how are you feeling going into this week, man? You're a few days away from preaching. I mean, uh, first conference to preach at. How are you feeling? Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, it's a great opportunity. I think whenever you have this many this many people in a room, I think especially college students who are kind of in this time in life where they're really figuring out who they're going to be the rest of their life, I think it's just a crazy privilege to get to stand up and talk to them about the things we get to talk to them about as speakers. And so, yeah, I don't know. That's what I feel. I feel excited, but also just there's like a, yeah, it's an honor. I mean, I think whenever whenever you get to speak anywhere, it's an honor. But there's something pretty cool about this size of room, and and also just a bunch of people in all these places that have been planted. Yeah, yeah, Dave, you've actually been at every single Salt Company conference. I think that's originally where I met you in 2015. Yeah. So tell us about your journey to. You've been a part of Salt Company for a while now. Tell us about how did you get connected? How did you get to to Michigan eventually? Yeah, I mean, it's a long story. The, the, the short of it is I went to Iowa State University as a freshman in 2008, and, which feels a long time ago now. Um, but went, went to school at Iowa State, and my freshman year, the very first night on campus, I was at my dorm with my parents unloading all my stuff, and I didn't know a single person on campus. And two, two guys from Salt knocked on my dorm room and were like, hey, you want to play Ultimate Frisbee? I was like, yeah, I don't have any friends, so yeah, I'm in. <laughs> 
And uh, that night I met, you know, probably 60, 70 people who were either in salt or connected. And it just day one became a community of people that I wanted to, I wanted to get time with. Uh, I came to know Jesus that, that freshman year within the first like month, just the Jesus became real. And, and I can talk more mm-hmm. about that later if you want, but, but yeah, that's where I came to know Jesus was salt company uh, at, at Iowa state university. And then eventually bounced from there on staff and was there for a little bit and then went to university of Iowa. And so we've already done the whole, yeah, yeah. Go Hawks. We've already done it. the whole, like, you know, transfer to your rival school and burn your old gear. And that's where I was, <laughs> that's where I was a director there and then moved to Madison to be on one of the newer church plants. And then from there, I uh, got a call to plant church here in Ann Arbor. That's really cool. You're like, you're about to go to a conference where you're going to see 4,000 some students that were a lot like you in college. Like, like you were in their seat hypothetically. Yeah. You know, if you went to a giant conference. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I was going to say, I was laughing. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> we never had like that room where you walk in, there's 4,000. I mean, the biggest room we had was, you know, our Thursday nights, but, um, it, it does feel that way. I mean, and I, in a lot of ways, I don't feel different than those people now. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I, you know, I'm someone who knows a few things about Jesus, but there's a lot more I want to know. And I'm someone that wants my life to matter. And, you know, I'm, I'm 33 now, but I still look at the rest of my life. And I, I really, I have like a really big desire for me to live for something that matters. And I think that mm-hmm. everyone in the room, whether they've figured out, you know, who Christ is or not yet, I think everyone has that. And so, I don't know. I, I look out and I don't see a lot of difference between me and the people there, honestly. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. And it's going to be fun for our students that, that are listening to this to even get to know you even before you get to start speaking. So why don't you tell us Davis a little bit about like, what's your family like? Like do you, what, who's in your family? Are you, you're married? You've got some kiddos. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah. So I'm married to Steffi. Steffi Livingston. Um, we met in Salt actually back in the day at this thing called uh, Freshman Group, which is basically like Little Salt for freshmen back in the day in, in, in Iowa State. And so we met there, and yeah, we got married at kind of our senior year, and we're actually both interns on staff. And so that's Steph. She's awesome. I mean, she is just loves the Lord a lot. She's put a lot of yeses on the table alongside me as we've kind of done ministry together in the network and across the country. And um, we've got two little kids, Silas, who's four years old, who is like, whatever you think of when you just think of like a boy hopped up on adrenaline and risk taking, like Silas <laughs> is that 11 out of 10. Yes. He's awesome. Uh, and then we've got a little girl, Indy, who's one who has, uh, like the body of, uh, an infant, but has the hair of like a 12 year old. So she's her like, hair is incredible. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty awesome. <laughs> so she's, she's incredible. And being a, being a girl dad has been really awesome too. And so. That's our fam. And we got a, we have an Airedale Terrier. We got a dog too, but she's kind of, you know, she's, she's definitely started to take the real backseat of our family now that we've got kids. Yes. Rightfully so, honestly. She's actually not even the backseat. She's the trunk. Like when we go places, she (laughs) literally is in, in the trunk of our car. So we have a van, so it's, you know, it's it's open air. It's open air, but. Oh, that's fun. So, so David, how long, uh, how long you been in, in Ann Arbor now? Yeah, we moved here. Uh, I moved here in April for a couple months to, totally flip our house. I mean, Ann Arbor, I don't know if you guys, Ann Arbor is really, well, it's not cheap. We'll just say that. I mean, everyone from New York and LA have been moving here since like the seventies. And so real estate's just extremely expensive for the Midwest. And so Mm. we bought a house that, uh, needed everything to be changed. So 
we moved in April, changed everything. And then when we finally actually moved in, in June, you know, we didn't have running water in our kitchen for like a month and a half. And, you know, we, but we're, nice. we got it now we're, we're in, <laughs> but we, we really, the whole family got here in June. So nice. But so when you're, when you're choosing where to plant a church, why Ann Arbor? Why do you choose to come to Michigan? Cast a little bit of vision for Ann Arbor, tree line, what, you, what God's doing through your church there. Yeah. I mean, some of the answers pretty personal, you know, I think you go where God tells you to go. And I decided a long time ago that I, I wanted to be close to Jesus more than I wanted to be where I wanted to live. And my whole life I've wanted to move out West actually. Um, but it became really clear through just times of prayer and asking Jesus, what do you want us to do that he wanted us to, to move to Ann Arbor? And so for me, some of it's just personal. Like I feel like God told us to go there in a really clear kind of powerful way. And um, but there's also strategy to it. You know, Ann Arbor is a really cool city. I mean, it's a, it's 120,000. It's kind of a mid-sized college town, but University of Michigan's there. Um, you've also got another school, Eastern Michigan there, and then like a community college in between those two. And so you've got 80,000 college students within just wow. like five you know square miles uh, of each other. And I don't know, University of Michigan, when I first walked on that campus, I mean, I think it just represented a, a window to the world. You know, over 50% of students are from all over you know, they're not from Michigan. They're from everywhere. It's not a state school. It right. is like, it is a, yeah. it is a world school. And so you're, you know, you're meeting students from Tokyo, Japan, you're meeting students from London, from LA, from New York city. And, um, it does feel that way when you're in the city itself. It's like, you know, it feels like a real big city and like a Midwest, you know, a little Midwest town. So. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So David, you talked about, you came to know Jesus in college through Salt Company and through relationships built there. But in deciding to plant a church and to go to the University of Michigan, like tell us, why do you love Salt Company? Why did you decide to to start a new one in another place? Like, what does that personally mean uh, for you? Yeah, I think, I mean, I love Salt Company because it's where I met Jesus, you know. I, I feel like it'd be if you asked the Apostle Peter, like, why do you love the Sea of Galilee? You'd be like, that's where mm-hmm. I, met, I met my king, you know? And so every time I, I go there, I, I like remember meeting him. And that's what I feel like when I come to salt on a Thursday night here, you know, and we've got, it's, it's a new salt. It's, it's getting going, but it's, it's fun. And it's a fun group, David. <laughs> it is fun, man. I mean, it's cool. We're, we're bringing some, some great students to the conference. It's going to be great, but it's, I think I just look out and I just remember, yeah, I just remember what it was like to sit in a chair like that and hear the message of Jesus proclaimed in a way that felt more clear than I'd ever heard it proclaimed. It wasn't different. It just was more clear. And mm-hmm. I just, I remember sitting in, a, in my chair on a Thursday night and having Jesus stop being an idea, but becoming a personal reality for me. You know, it wasn't just like, he's the savior of the world. It was this like visceral, like, oh my gosh, no, he's dying for my sins. Like he's choosing me. It began to be this personal power in my life. And so for me, yeah, salt companies, that's where I came to know the Lord. And there were people who were leading connection groups that poured their life into me, taught me how to pray, taught me how to share my faith, taught me how to read the Bible. And so, yeah, I think, you know, that's where I came to know the Lord. That's where a lot of my formation came. And so I got to love it because that's, you know, a lot of what's made me who I am today in Christ. Mm. That's awesome. So David, as someone who's been to the conference so many times, tell us what is your favorite part of conference or what is a favorite memory that you have from conference? 
You're a conference pro, so tell us about it. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but honestly, my favorite part is when people stampede in. I just think it's wild. I think we're trying to not have that happen. We're not doing they that. They used yes. to do that, David. But I'm just saying, man. Tell dude, us about the good old days, David. I'm just saying. I mean, it was like, it was one of those things where like, this is unsafe and we need to stop this. For anyone, who doesn't, know, for anyone who, who doesn't know, years ago, we didn't have the door open. We could go in early, right? So there was like garage doors, yes. right? Where people were just pile next to you and chant down and then we'd open them and it was like a mad dash oh yeah <laughs> Crazy. well yeah, it wasn't but... around either you know we try to get everyone close to the stage back then it was like man if you if you're fast enough you can get to the front if not man you're We're gonna be real far away, away. <laughs> so i think every seat in the house now is good but back in the yes. day it wasn't hilarious. well and i remember the year where like a, a door was actually just like broken off the hinge and i remember talking to the representative from the Iowa Event Center, and he's just looking at me like, "You guys broke the door down." Oh my god! I was like, "Yeah, I know. Wait, I'll never forget." It's like, David, no, I'll never... broke it down. It's going to cost money. I was like, "Yeah, we'll yeah. pay it." That totally makes sense. And he was just like confused why I wasn't oh more shocked about the door being broken down. But I was like, oh. "If you had been in here a few moments ago, you would have understood why that door was totally taken down." Dude yes. did not have ripped off garage door on his Christian event bingo no, card. No. Yeah, this yeah. is, oh, it's a Christian conference. It'll be fine. Rip we, the doors uh, off. Dude, our, my very first conference, it was right before the first session Friday night and staff would get jobs and they're like, hey, you just go stand in the middle. They would put people like staff mm. to stand like six feet apart to like slow down and be like human, like, I don't know, poles in the middle of that. And yeah. I'm like, not a very big dude, you know, I'm sitting thinking you expect me to stop all these people, but they would put people so that nobody would get ran over. It was the most dangerous job. Yeah. David, but on a serious <laughs> note, okay, this weekend, it's going to be exciting. What, what are you most excited about for, for this weekend, for the conference? Yeah. I mean, I, I've got a lot of friends I'm excited to see, you know, there's like a personal, just excited to see some friends but me and steven yeah no you guys yeah, yeah, yeah. in particular well you why Zach, not me I mean, zach what the heck <laughs> I've been way longer than you have no i'm excited to see friends you know it's been a little bit of a rallying point for people who kind of jumped on the staff and but i there's a there are moments there are moments that weekend where you can feel that god is doing something great hmm and I don't even know how to really put my finger on it. Like what is happening? It's just like everyone in the room can tell God is doing something right now. Mm. And it could be through the worship or, I mean, it could be through, it doesn't even have to be through a, a certain, it's just like God is doing something. And there is a massive, massive group of people who are asking really big questions about their life and who mm. they want to be and what, like how they want to follow Jesus. And I'm, I think I'm most excited about that, you know. I mean, that's the thing I think I'm praying for is just that, you know, I mean, you know, we're we're talking about some different passages of scripture and there's just power that I think Jesus wants to unleash on this group of students that I do think has the ability to change not just our country but the ends of the earth and hmm. I don't know. I'm excited to see what God might do. We are excited, yeah, to hear you speak and for everything that God's going to do. When we talk about like B-side heroes, that's the theme of the conference. Yeah. It's some of these more unknown people, kind of heroes in the book of Acts, maybe don't even call them heroes because they kind of play some back 
back rolls. Um, what, what about that without giving too much away for your message coming up that has just captivated your heart, David, as you've thought and kind of dwelled on this idea of B-side heroes in the book of Acts? Yeah. I mean, that, I, I think this to me is the, one of the most compelling things about Christianity is that Jesus doesn't just kind of point, even just even point to himself and be like, Hey, I'm great. Like worship me, follow me. And that, that's like the center of everything. But then on the backside of that, he looks at totally normal people like you and me and says, I want to make you into someone great. Like I want to put my spirit within yeah. you. And I, I really do want to change the world through you. And that, I don't know, there's just something, there's like some honor and some mm. like bestowing of glory there that I still have a hard time dealing with. I'm like, really? I, I don't know, Jesus. Like, I want you to have the glory. I want you to have everything. And it's like, as we do that, he then turns around and is like, no, like, I want to use you to do some pretty amazing things. Yeah. And so, yeah, I love, I love this theme because I think you can look at people like Jesus and go, yeah, like he's, he's God. So certainly he's got some stuff I don't. And you can even look at the apostles and think, yeah, these are, you know, called by God and empowered in this unique way. But the people we're talking about are people who there's no gap between us and them. It's just really normal people right. who said, I want to be devoted to Christ with my life yeah. and see what might happen. And, these are the people that turn the world upside down. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and David, I just even want to honor you right now on this podcast as someone who was in college, who was listening to the voice of Jesus and opening your hands to wherever he called you. And for you to say, like, put your yes on the table and then go to different places and different cities uh, that maybe you weren't even originally planning on moving your whole family to, like Ann Arbor, but uh, who went and is now seeing the next generation inspired to do the same thing, which is just mm-hmm. say like, where is Jesus calling you and say yes to it? Because it's going to be amazing and he's going to use you and he's going to, you know, supply you with the grace and power needed to follow him and to lead people along the way. So I just want to honor you and your faithfulness. Like it's inspiring to me as someone who's, you know, leading in a context right now, but just man, to continually put my yes on the table. So thank you for your obedience. Uh, that's cool. Thanks, man. So David, as you're thinking about this weekend, what are kind of bring us into things that you're praying about, asking the Lord to do? How can we come alongside you and pray with you, pray for you, join with you? Yeah, you can. You know, I'm I'm talking about spiritual power and um, it's one of the things you see is Jesus takes really normal people and he fills them with a power that's not their own. And so I would love if when you know, the different people who stand up on stage and are trying to open God's word, I'd love it if there would be just like a tangible spiritual power that'd be on my life to preach in a way that helps people see who Jesus is clearly. And, um, you know, I, I think that'd be a great thing to pray for. That's one thing I've been praying for is just that things wouldn't just be clear. They'd be powerful. And God's the only one that can do that. I think some of the other things I've been praying for is just for my own, my own heart, you know, I mean, I, I am always in Christianity for myself. <laughs> like, I know that sounds weird, but yeah. I just, you know, I am, I'm, I'm not anywhere primarily for other people. Like I want joy. I want, um, I, I want to know God myself. You know, I, I think sometimes we can get lost and it's like, all of a sudden we look at the world and it's like, everything about my whole life is to give other people Jesus. And that's totally true. But like, you know, Jesus calls us to be a follower first. And so I, right. you know, I'm hoping that at the end of this weekend, 
I look at Jesus and I just go, oh my gosh, like I love you way more than I did mm. when I came in. And um, I hope that's true of everybody, but I really want it to be true of me. You know, I don't ever want to be somebody that thinks I know enough about Christ to kind of coast now. I know enough about God to now just kind of hand them out to others. No, I want to be somebody that's always at the front of the room saying like, Jesus, like what more can I get? Like, can I get more of you? Can I get more glory? Can I experience more of your presence? And so I, you know, I mean, selfishly, I'd say, man, pray that at the end of the weekend, even for me, like I walk away and just have an encounter with God that changes my life. Cause that's the stuff I'm praying for everybody else in the room too. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And I, I would challenge you guys, even as, as you're listening, sometimes like we can just always do this and be like, Oh man, I need to pray about this. But like, right as the podcast closes out and it's over, just take a moment and ask God to do those things and pray yeah. for those very things, uh, for David and for your own heart and be expectant that God is going to speak to you. So, uh, man, we are so excited for this weekend. It's just a couple of days away. And so if you are like me, and you're excited to hear David speak at the session. You are in good company. David, thank you so much for being on uh, on the podcast, man. I know it's fun making fun of you guys over in that school down the road, but I, our students are jazzed that some Michigan students are going to be sitting in those seats, and we can't wait to see yeah. some maize and navy blue. Amazing mm, blue, amazing blue at, at the conference. And so, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Excited for this weekend. Cannot wait uh, for a great weekend to see what God's going to do. Thanks for listening, guys. See you this weekend.